This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. There's no time to waste. Let's get right to it on Scoop Podcast episode 162, brought to you by Skull Marketing. I'll get into Skull Marketing in a bit more detail in just a bit. We start with the pride of Roseville High School, the newest member of the Philadelphia 76ers. It is Mike Mascala. Mike, it's always good to catch up. Just take us back to last week. I mean, that was a crazy stretch. I mean, for a second, I thought you were going to Oklahoma City. The next thing you know, I find out you're going to land in Philadelphia. I mean, how crazy was that for you last week? And just the overall idea and fact that, that you got traded by Atlanta. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, my agent had called me the day before. Um, and um, and then, yeah, I was actually taking a nap um, <laughs> the day it happened. And... Uh, um, yeah, I woke up to the news. So, um, you know, there had been some rumblings the day before, but, uh, yeah, it was a pretty crazy way to wake up, but, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was interesting and, um, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity. I, uh, it's crazy. I've been in Atlanta for the past five years, basically where I started my career in the NBA. Um, you know, definitely bittersweet, but, uh, I am excited, very excited for the opportunity. You know, it expound on the bittersweet nature of this because you are going to a team. You know, I mean, heck, did you meet your – are you now married, Mike, your fiancé, your wife in Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta was home to you, but, but you're going to a team in Philadelphia that has a legit chance to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm actually not married, but I did meet, uh, yeah, my ex-fiancé in, in Atlanta. Okay. Um, yeah, and we had – that's Okay. <laughs> Uh, and we, yeah, we had been together almost three years. I mean, a lot of memories in Atlanta. I have a couple of really good friends here. Um, you know, tons of memories, um, that, you know, five years can do for you. But, but again, you know, going to Philly, um, you know, I went to school in Bucknell. It's about two hours away. Um, I believe I have a couple of really good friends, uh, former teammate, former manager for Bucknell basketball that live there. Um, and it's a great sports town, you know? So, um, you know, I think, uh, while Atlanta has been good to me and I've, made a lot of good memories, you know, at the same time, I'm excited for, for a change and um, to, to experience a new city and a new team and organization. Sincere apologies, Mike, on the personal front. I'll just, I'll keep it to the professional no front. Yeah, I mean, you look at Brett Brown's offense, the way he runs things. I mean, I do think in many ways, I mean, whether you're, you're more a backup four and or a backup five, I mean, I think that is a great opportunity to play in Brett Brown's offense. Yeah, I agree. They were uh, they were fun to watch last year. Obviously, they've they've made a lot of growth the last you know three four years, and um, it's always it was always fun for me playing in, in Philadelphia too. They have great fans. Um, they're always supportive. So from that aspect, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Have you already had multiple conversations with Coach Brown? Do you have a sense on how he wants to use you? Yeah, we've talked a little bit uh, when the news first broke, and um, I'm flying out tonight, taking the physical tomorrow. So. Not sure uh, who will be around then, but um, you know I'm just excited to get on the court and compete and um, just help the team any way I can win. Did you have a sense, I mean, after you opted into your contract for the 2018-2019 season that Atlanta would shop you? Uh, I didn't really know. I mean, you know, it. Uh, I guess, you know, players in the last year of their contract, I guess it's, you know, somewhat common, but... Um, I guess I just try to make the most out of it. Obviously, Atlanta's got a new coach, Coach Lloyd Pierce, um, who is from Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, I thought, um, you know, the summer, I've, I've been having a good summer. Um, been working out here in Atlanta uh, quite a bit and getting to know, was getting to know them. 
some of the rookies and everything. So I was just trying to take it day by day, just work on my game, um, and, you know, just kind of let it sort itself out, you know. Uh, and I think that that mindset was good for me because, um, you know, now I feel like I'm in a, uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity. When you say working on your game, what specifically are you working on this summer? Uh, I've continued to, you know, to keep getting a lot of shots up, keep that as a strength in my game, but um, just working on my movements. I've been working a lot with um, physical therapists and trying to be more efficient moving-wise and laterally and being able to, you know, be a better defender. Um, and then offensively, just working on my ball handling, um, you know, being able to bring the ball up here, here and there, um, just my balance, just playing more under control, you know, change of speed, change of direction, um, and just trying to be in really good shape, too, being able to run the floor and just kind of make those little hustle plays, too. Is it safe to say, though, you don't really have to work much on your shot? I mean, were you 37% from three last year? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was. Number. I mean, I feel like I, yeah, it's the strength of my game, but I, I could have shot better last year mm. for sure. I think, um, you know, uh, I I went through periods where I shot well, and I went through periods where I was in, you know, kind of a slump, too. So I wanted just to get that mindset where I'm just kind of letting it fly, you know. Um, that's what the team um, can benefit from my game, you know, when I'm on offense, you know, being able to space the floor, being able to be a threat, because if I'm out there and I'm, and I'm not shooting it uh, when, it's, when the opportunity's there, you know, that's giving the defense a break. So I think this summer just trying to get a lot of reps, and especially, um, you know, I shot it well from the corners, but trying to work uh, more from the wing and up top. I didn't. I looked at my shooting chart, and I wasn't shooting it great from those spots, so trying to get more reps out there, too. Mike, did you know instantly, whether through your agent, somebody else, that you were not going to the Oklahoma City Thunder? Did I know instantly? Yeah, or, I mean, did you hear when, when news of the trade broke, did you think for a second that you were going to Oklahoma City? So that was, that was kind of the rumor the day before. Um, and But, you know, I just kind of, I guess that was kind of the first trade rumor I'd ever uh, experienced. So I just kind of didn't know what to think. But kind of like I was saying earlier, I just try to, you know, take it for what it's worth, and it's kind of out of my control, you know. So uh, it was just then the next day just, uh, you know, I had had a, a friend over, and I had worked out in the morning, and then I was just hanging out, and, like, I was saying, taking a nap. It was just a pretty uh, pretty crazy way to wake up. So um, from that aspect, it was, it was a surprise. But I had kind of like an inkling before, um, but it was thinking that it was maybe to OKC. So to Philly was, was also a surprise, yeah. Is there also a sense of satisfaction that you know that you're a wanted man around the league? Now, you probably knew that when all those teams, including the Wolves, reached out when, when you were a free agent the year before. But is it satisfying to know that, that a lot of teams have a healthy opinion of you around the league? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it's good to be wanted um, for sure, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I would, yeah, it's a good feeling. But I, I think it's uh, it's also motivating, too, because, you know, getting the chance to to you know, fit in with a new team, um, learn their concepts, um, you know, gel with their players. I think uh, it's, it's a blessing in a way too. I think because um, it's invigorating. You know, it, um, it having to move into a new city and everything. I think um, just keeps me dialed in and focused, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. We'll leave you after this, Mike. How much pride do you take in being a Twin Cities native, Roseville High School? I mean. It's a tiny fraternity of guys, you know. I mean, it's a tiny fraternity that you're among of, of guys that, that have Minnesota ties that, that are playing in the NBA. Yeah, I, it is. And uh, I spend a good amount of time my summers in Minnesota, so I'm always happy to go home. I mean, 
it's uh, great. Of course, it's great in the summertime, but obviously have a lot of family still there, and uh, um, you know, it'll, it'll always feel like home to me. Um, you know, I, I love going back and playing there. It's always fun. Um, yeah, it, it's good to go to be able to spend some time there during the summers. Um, and it's you know it's cool for me to, to follow the, the Timberwolves as well. I have a lot of friends who are who are big fans and um, happy for for how well they've been doing too. I lied, Mike. One more thing that just hit me: is it hard not to drift ahead to next summer when like half the league is is going to have cap space and you'll get to re-enter free agency? Um, I don't think so. It's still a ways away, and uh, I think that I don't know. I've just with especially this past week with with kind of, you know, the, just the change, uh, you know, I, I had kind of had my summer, you know, planned out in a sense and, you know, mm-hmm. what have you. And just the fact that it kind of changed a little bit, I think just um, was, like I said, kind of a blessing in disguise because it just made me, you know, really appreciate the moment uh, and every day just going in, trying to get a little bit better, enjoying the game, enjoying the process of it all. And, um, so I think I'm just going to try to keep that mindset going into this next season and, um, and just, you know, see where it goes and not put any expectations on it and just take it one day at a time. The pride of Roseville High School, Mike Muscala of the Philadelphia 76ers. I should know better. I should know better than to make any reference to somebody's personal life, although full context, it was last summer. At Concordia St. Paul, Mike Mascala was hosting his annual basketball camp. I know he did his camp this summer just in Atlanta, but he, for a stretch, did a camp back here in Minnesota each summer. And I met who is now, I guess, his ex-fiance and struck up a conversation, got to know her, you know, a little bit, just meeting her face to face. And I thought she was from Atlanta. She is from Atlanta, but as Mike said, ex-fiance. I should know better than to make any reference to somebody's personal life. That is on me. I own that. That is my fault. Sincere apologies to Mike. We'll get to a conversation I had with Wolves top draft pick Josh Okogie. I ran into him at Vikings practice on Thursday. Plus, we'll get to some twins notes. Eduardo Escobar, the first domino to fall on the trade front. Escobar on his way to the Arizona Diamondbacks as of Friday late afternoon. But first, some love for Skoll Marketing. They keep the podcast going. They are a business-to-business marketing agency. They specialize in working with local small businesses. They, too, are a locally-owned company started by two former Google employees to help the little guys compete. They work with businesses in web development, pay-per-click advertising, social media management, and so many more areas. Let's make Google work for you. You want your business to pop up before other comparable businesses through Google searches. These guys used to work for Google. They know what they're doing. Heck, do this. You can call them for a free 30-minute consultation. Let them lay everything out to you. Then you can make a determination. Okay, yeah, I'd like to work with you. Or, hey, maybe I don't want to work with you. But, hey, it's a free 30-minute consultation. Take advantage of that. 612-787-SKULL. Call for that free 30-minute consultation. 612 787 Skoll. For more information, check out their website. It is skollmarketing.com. It is Skoll Marketing, the sponsor of the Scoop Podcast. From an organization standpoint, I think it'll be easier just to play back the Okogi interview. We'll go interview Muscala, interview Okogi, and then I can empty out my notebook. So here's my conversation with Wolf's top pick. They took him with the 20th overall selection in the draft just a few weeks ago, late June. He played 
relatively well in the Las Vegas Summer League, certainly on defense. He certainly showed enough on defense. He was at Vikings practice on Thursday. It is Josh Okogie. Josh, just tell us what brings you to, to Vikings training camp. Um, definitely just an opportunity, you know, that came across and something I wanted to seize. You're a big football fan then? Yes, yes. I actually like watching football. Um, and this is a great team. It won't be hard to, you know, stay a fan. Were you a football player growing up in the Atlanta area? No, um, my mom wouldn't let me play football, but it all worked out in the end. So are you just spending a lot of time now in the Twin Cities, or are you bouncing back and forth between here in the Twin Cities and down in Atlanta? Um, I'm bouncing, you know, everywhere, uh, domestically, you know, working on different places, but um, it's been fun, and I like doing things like this when I'm here, you know, seeing the, all the other teams. Um, this is actually the other professional, this is the first professional sport team other than the Timberwolves, obviously, that I've actually come to, to watch, and, you know, I'm enjoying my time here so far. It's a good time for you to kind of relax. I mean, after summer league, the grind of preparing for the draft, the draft itself, is this a good time for you to kind of calm things down a little bit? Um, for me, it's really no relaxing. You know, um, it's always, you always got to work out, get your body in the best shape possible. But um, definitely, you know, when you work out in the morning, you have a lot of downtime throughout the day. This is definitely something I enjoy spending my time doing as far as just networking and, you know, meeting new people and, you know, trying to learn as much about the city as I can. What did Vegas summer league teach you? This um, kind of got me acclimated to the speed of the game. Um, it was a lot faster, and everybody's a lot stronger, quicker, and there's a lot of great players. So just got to up my game and make sure I'm the best person in me so when I go out there, you know, I can compete. When you say up your game, I mean, do you feel, though, that you played pretty well there? Did yeah, You yeah. showed well in Vegas? Most definitely, most definitely. But, I, you know, there's something I try to live by. You can, you can never be as good as you, as you can um, potentially be. So just trying to keep working up to my potential and be the best player I can be. Have you had a chance to get to know any of your teammates so far outside of Kata? Um, Kata, um, like you said, um, Justin Patton, Tyus Jones, and that's pretty much it for the most part. Did you see the news today about Jimmy Butler needing a minor procedure on his right hand? I didn't see the news. I don't really watch much TV, but um, and I hope all is well, and, and I'll be praying for him. How much are you? I mean, we talked about this after your introductory press conference, you know, you sort of mirroring your game at times after Jimmy. How much are you looking forward to bonding with Jimmy in person when that time comes? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm just looking forward to learning as much as I can from a um, great star like him. Um, soak up as much information as I can to, um, you know, kind of add some of his tools to my toolbox. And maybe if he needs them, <laughs> give him a couple of tools. But um, just, you know, having that experience of, you know, learning and just trying to get better. Maybe after this, I mean, after going through, you know, the mini camp and then the games in Vegas, do you have a good sense of, of Tibbs' offense, how Tibbs is going to use you? Um, I got a good sense of the offense, but I really don't know my role until, you know, we start getting into practice and I see where, you know, I fit in and uh, what they actually need. So, but as far as, I think it was a good experience because, you know, they put a lot of the plays in. So now, you know, when training camp starts and we're reviewing plays, you know, I won't be completely lost. So it was a great experience, yeah. Wolves top draft pick, Josh Okogie. Let's continue the Wolves theme before we get to some Twins notes. In no particular order. Well, you know what? I asked him about the Jimmy Butler news that broke on Thursday afternoon. It actually broke because on Wednesday, Sean Cunningham, who works for the ABC TV affiliate in Sacramento, through a friend, had some video of Jimmy at Pepperdine University in Southern California. Now, Jimmy resides near Pepperdine, so he oftentimes works out at Pepperdine, but somebody that Sean knew was going through the gymnasium at Pepperdine captured some video of Jimmy with a bandage over his right hand. So people started to speculate. People were wondering. It does turn out that Jimmy did a day or two prior have a minor surgical procedure done on his hand. The Wolves are calling it elective. 
Here's the bottom line. I'm told that Jimmy should have that bandage off in no time, that Jimmy should be back to normal as soon as next week, able to go full throttle in all basketball activities. Unfortunately, just based on the timing, Jimmy not able to take part in the USA minicamp Thursday and Friday in Vegas with new head coach Greg Popovich. By the way, the Wolves represented by Greg Farnham, their trainer, a Minnesota native. He's been tied to USA Basketball for a while, so congratulations to Greg. Continuing in that role, then when Coach K left, Tom Thibodeau's role with Team USA, my understanding is they just bring in new blood. So if you're wondering why Tibbs is no longer with Team USA, not in Vegas this week, for example, with Popovich and the crew, my understanding is it was just it was a change. It was nothing that Tibbs did wrong. It was just it was time for a change with the new regime, at least coaching regime, coming in. I think I said this on episode 161 a couple days ago. If I didn't, hey, I'll say it now. If I did, I'll reiterate it. There is still a strong, strong belief that Carl Anthony Towns will sign that five-year max contract Sooner rather than later. Now, will it be in two days, eight days, 12 days, 18 days? I don't have an exact date. The belief is it won't go right up until the deadline like Andrew Wiggins last year. And sure, there is still a belief that Towns, who told a few of us last week at his camp in Plymouth, that there are some things to talk about when he says that he's referring to with the boss, Tom Thibodeau. So the belief is that that conversation still needs to take place. There are things that need to be hashed out. Adults need to have adult conversations, but Towns is not turning down max money. So the expectation is, even though there's frustration within the Wolves organization, I've heard, as to, hey, why hasn't he signed it? Like, who would turn down that much money? Like, sign on the dotted line. So while there's some internal frustration, there still isn't any sort of belief checking multiple sides and others with direct knowledge, indirect knowledge, what have you, just heck, people with common sense, you just don't turn down that much money. So there's still a belief that Carl Anthony Towns will sign the five-year max extension. It's a matter of when, not if, even if there is some frustration as to what is taking so long. The Clippers waived C.J. Williams on Friday. It would actually make some sense for the Wolves to put in a waiver claim on Williams. It remains to be seen if they will. I can tell you that the Williams side is being proactive. They have reached out to the Wolves. I mean, heck, the Wolves have multiple openings. It's not like a lot of teams have openings, plural. So the Wolves have openings. They are nowhere near 15 contracts. Like there are teams right now because you can have as many as 20 contracts in the offseason. There are teams with well over 15 contracts. The Wolves have 12 contracts. So every agent with an available player has reached out to the Wolves saying, hey, what about my guy? What about my guy? Eventually the Wolves will add a couple more contracts. I don't see them getting to 15 contracts. I think they'll stay at 14, but hey, that means they'll add two guys. So add C.J. Williams to the list of available guys, fits the profile. You know, when Glenn Taylor was on this podcast, what, last week or a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, saying they're looking at younger type free agents, not older guys, you know, like Corey Brewer or Nick Young or bringing back Jamal Crawford, that they are aiming to go younger. Now that philosophy could change. But C.J. Williams is a name that makes some sense. And I do know that his side being proactive certainly looks at the Wolves as a viable destination. So there's already been some back and forth. So we will monitor that situation. Continuing the basketball theme before we get to the Twins, I was at the WNBA All-Star Practices on Friday at Target Center. Man, those fans were pumped up. It should be fun on Saturday. Five Eyewitness News. 
here in the Twin Cities, a 2.30 tip-off, Team Deladon against Team Parker. A reminder, Maya Moore of the Lynx turned down an opportunity to be a team captain. I am told by a Lynx official there are still a healthy amount of tickets available in the upper bowl. They are trying to sell out Target Center. The lower bowl is good to go, but certainly in the corners. I mean, we're talking at least 1,000 tickets remaining so they will attempt to sell out the game. Maybe they can get some people to walk up and buy tickets on Saturday morning, early afternoon. But I do know that there's some hope, although it's a long shot, but some hope that they can sell out Target Center capacity of around 19,000 people. Regardless, they should have a good amount of people at Target Center on Saturday, at least in the 14, 15, 16,000 range. Four links players. In the game, Rebecca Brunson was a late add. Simone Augustus, her eighth all-star appearance. Maya Moore, her sixth. Sylvia Fowles' fifth. And Brunson's fifth. All right, let's get to the Twins. The Twins still have a few scouts, including one higher up on the road this weekend, scouting the minor league. So they are prepared for just about any scenario that could pop up by next Tuesday afternoon's non-waiver deadline. I can tell you, I texted with Thad Levine after the Eduardo Escobar to Arizona trade was made official on Friday late afternoon. Thad, who is incredibly giving of his time. Heck, I've been doing this now. What is this, episode 162? I've probably had Thad on, what, 15 times, 20 times? The man is incredibly generous with his time, but he told me, hey, I can't do an interview right now. We are actually not doing any individual interviews until after the trade deadline. That's how busy we are. I've been saying for a few weeks, I anticipate the Twins making multiple moves or at least moving multiple players. I said, hey, it's possible they just make one trade, but it would be multiple players to that same team. They will still be active. I mean, Zach Duke, Fernando Rodney, all the pending free agents. Brian Dozier, Joe Mowers is 10 and 5 rights, so we don't have to talk about Joe, but Lance Lynn go up and down the list of pending free agents. But the Twins are also getting calls on Ryan Presley, Trevor Hildenberger, Kyle Gibson. I don't think that they end up moving Gibson. The price is incredibly high, but they are open to many possibilities when talking about teams with trade scouts at Fenway Park this weekend. I know the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, the Indians, the Royals actually have a scout at Fenway Park this weekend doing more advanced type work. I mean, teams send their scouts out just to scout pending free agents. Plus, the Red Sox have a number of their brain wizards in town to prepare for Tuesday's trade deadline. Now, the Red Sox have already been pretty active, but certainly the Red Sox have interest in Brian Dozier. The Brewers remain interested in Brian Dozier. There are other teams interested in Dozier. I'm just telling you, the Twins are looking to sell more players. Yes, this four-game winning streak is nice. Yes, is it possible they could catch the Indians? Sure. But I think they're playing the percentage game without knowing for sure talking to Thad. But the Indians are still, what, seven games up. The Indians have the easiest remaining schedule in the American League. So it's not impossible, but if we're looking at percent chance the Twins make the playoffs and they're not making it by winning one of the wild cards because they are so far behind in those races, it would be they'd have to win the Central. The percent chance that they catch Cleveland, who's seven games up, is like 2%, 3%, maybe 4%. So Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are playing the percentages and saying we're not catching the Indians it is time to sell. I know Escobar was incredibly popular in the clubhouse. Heck, the Twins could look to re-sign Escobar in the winter. That's not against the rules. So getting three prospects back, hey, maybe one of those guys has a chance. Maybe two of those guys 
have chances. The Twins have done their homework on those prospects, but I'm just saying be prepared for more activity this weekend, and certainly Milwaukee is a team to keep an eye on, but certainly the Red Sox when it comes to Fernando Rodney, and I'm told the Rockies have interest in Zach Duke, among others. Other Twins notes, Miguel Sano coming back. He'll be back with the Twins in Boston on Saturday. I had that note on Twitter, D Wolfs on KSTP. I'm told Sano is down a handful of pounds. Also, I was reminded Sano coming off the surgery really only had about a three-week window of spring training where he felt 100% to prepare for the season. So those last five, six weeks between Fort Myers, mostly Fort Myers, and Rochester was almost a de facto spring training for Sano. I know the Twins feel very good about Sano's work both in Fort Myers and in Rochester. They were videotaping everything he did in Fort Myers. And again, I can't stress this enough. I mean, you'll just look at Sano. I mean, we can't quantify all the work he did. We don't have access to that video. But when we look at Sano back in the Twins lineup, likely on Saturday, if not Saturday, Sunday, but I think he'll be back in the lineup as soon as Saturday at Fenway Park, we will see a slimmer Miguel Sano. So certainly that is quantifiable, that we can look at Miguel and say, okay, he did put in work because he has lost a handful of pounds. One other Twins note, by the time you hear this, you'll have already seen the box score, but I had the news on Twitter. Again, the Twitter page, shameless plug, D Wolfs on KSTP. Nick Anderson from Brainerd. Twins reliever, Twins minor league reliever for the Rochester Red Wings. The Twins are still continuing this reliever starting games approach from time to time. Nick Anderson starting for Rochester on Friday night. The plan is for him just to pitch one inning. All right, we'll finish with the Vikings then. Just a couple other notes. It was a tough morning on Friday. I was among a few reporters at a church in YZ, at least outside the church. The Vikings did invite the media to capture photos and video of all the luminaries walking into the church, and it was incredibly tough. I mean, you could see the emotion pouring out, and the Vikings did say, hey, the offensive linemen are the pallbearers. If you want to capture video uh, of everybody walking out of the church, Loading the casket into the hearst, you can do that. Now, I had to get to WNBA All-Star work duties, but one of our news photographers from Channel 5 was there in the afternoon to capture that powerful video. You know, Tony's widow just giving an incredibly moving eulogy. It just I'm told it was a very, very tough morning. The priest at the church is the Vikings team priest. So if you're wondering how they chose this particular church, in the West Metro. I'm not going to name the church, but in the West Metro, it was because the priest of that church is the Vikings team priest. As for on the field, nothing is set in stone yet. We've seen through the first couple days of camp, Clancy Barone, the former Broncos offensive line coach, heck, my buddy, Ryan Harris. If Barone gets the job for the season, I'll have Ryan back on the podcast. Ryan from Creighton Durham Hall High School, Notre Dame. He was on the Broncos offensive line that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Barone was his position coach. Ryan Harris thinks the world of Clancy Barone. Clancy has been working with the offensive line through the first couple days of training camp. Barone was hired by the Vikings to be the tight ends coach. So in his place, Todd Downing, who's a Twin Cities native, former Raiders offensive coordinator, he's been working with the tight ends. But I'm told nothing is set in stone permanently. Maybe that ends up being the plan, but right now, as of taping this, On Friday early evening, nothing is set in stone for the season. But right now, Barone working with the offensive line, Downing working with the tight ends. As for some guys that stood out through the first couple days, 
of training camp practice now. The pads go on for the first time on Monday. I mean, we can't overreact to two days. I mean, heck, the season doesn't start until September 9th. Cutdown day is what? September 1st. We are talking over a month from now. So much can change. But I did text back and forth with somebody with the Vikings. I just said, hey, through the first day. It was actually after the first day. I said, hey, give me a few names of some guys that had a really good first day, that maybe had good, you know, five, six weeks of training after the mandatory minicamp came in, ready to go that first day. I was told Brandon Zilstra, Brian O'Neill, and Tyler Conklin. But again, we can't put much stock, if any, into who had a good first day of camp, first couple days of camp, but I figured it was worth five seconds of this 30-minute podcast. No new news on my end on Stefan Diggs and Anthony Barr extensions. Talks have been ongoing for a while, so all it takes is one new offer, so we'll continue to monitor both situations. All right, the two other notes I had written down, actually just one, well, no, two. Did I mention the Amir Coffee note in episode 161? I can't even remember, but anyway, Amir Coffee of the Gophers who had right shoulder surgery in February, has been cleared for full contact. So he is doing very well recovering from that very serious surgery. Also, Zeke Naji of Hopkins High School, the soon-to-be senior, picked up two more offers this week, Kansas State and Notre Dame. He has over 20 offers. Certainly the Gophers doing a ton of homework on Zeke. The Gophers want Zeke in a bad way. So does Wisconsin. So does UCLA. So does Arizona, so does Indiana, so does Purdue, so does Oklahoma. So many schools want him. Wisconsin has been on him the longest. 30 minutes is my favorite number for a podcast. Typically, I go way over that. Maybe I like the sound of my own voice, or I just try to cram too much information in. But I think we are good here heading into the weekend. Two new podcasts this week, episodes 161 and 162, filled with solid guests and the most up-to-date information that I have. Skull Marketing sponsors the Scoop Podcast, skullmarketing.com or 612-787-SKULL for a free 30-minute consultation. If you're a business owner, they will help you make money. They can help you in so many different ways. Skull Marketing. Thank you, everybody. Have a tremendous weekend. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.